Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Thanks for joining us, and I'm Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. And I hope that wherever you are, day or night, and wherever you are in the weather, because we've had a lot of weather, that you're safe and that you're taking care of you, most importantly. And it's so wonderful when you connect with someone whom you haven't really met, but there's really a strong heart connection and a strong connection in terms of values and what you do. And I'm very happy that I have that with this new wonderful person that, not new, but wonderful person that I've been meeting, and that's on our show. And I'm talking about Jeannie Brashas King, who is incredible. She's a life coach, a successful entrepreneur, a personal change specialist, as well as a keynote speaker. And best known for her giddy-up attitude, she has a passion (laughs) for helping women get back on track. Her book, Giddy Up Girl, Why Are You Waiting?, is a collection of her own personal experiences and how Jeannie came to achieve a shift and fulfillment in her life. Jeannie is also the host for Be Now Radio, where she interviews interesting women from all walks of life, bringing good news and information to thousands of listeners. And her mission is to lift others up, which she does beautifully, lovingly challenge old beliefs, and facilitate shift in people's lives. So get ready for the shift. Welcome, Jeannie. How are you? Oh, I'm Joanne. Thank you so much. It seems like we set this up. We were talking about this a number of months ago, and in my mind, you know how how time just rolls on, you know, and I was like, oh, that's way in the future, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's next week, so I am so excited to be here. I was listening to your intro and about how your mission is to help people change their lives for the better. So that's why you and I have connected. We're just really on target for that. So thanks for inviting me here today. It's my pleasure. And it's always interesting to find out people's stories, how they became or or moved through their challenges and and tragedies and and joys and and be able to do what you're doing now to be able to to shift themselves to be able to move forward and then to do the most beautiful thing which is to take all those experiences all that learning and help others and that's something that you do so beautifully so i want you to tell our listeners a little bit about your story. You've had challenges in terms of your parents' deaths, um, also in terms of their divorce and other kinds of things that I want you to share because that has really 
helped you become all that you are. I'm happy to share that, and I'm glad you brought that up, Joanne. You and I both know, and this is not news for your listeners or my audience either. I've never met a person who is really accomplished and strong who hasn't just been through the ringer with a lot of things. And for me, Joanne, it's just been a series of decisions. And, you know, when, and I outline this in my book, talking about how fortunately my parents loved us and we, I, I am the second oldest of six children. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of material things coming up, but we did have love and we had, uh, we were taught to, you know, take care of ourselves and be clean and be neat and have good posture and good grammar and all that jazz. But there were a series of events, you know, where my parents just, their marriage fell apart. And this was back in the day when people didn't get help. I mean, my parents sort of thought like, well, counseling or psychiatrists were something that rich people did. And so they had no tools. What this did for me is when everything fell apart and I... I made up a story. I was pretty young at that time. I was about 11 or 12. And I made up this story that I had to take over because my dad had been kind of the fulcrum around which our family had pivoted. And when he left, my mother uh, had a nervous breakdown and I, I stepped in. And, but, you know, my story was, well, I had to do it. And I really got onto myself later. I didn't have to do it. I did it because that's what worked best for me. So when I sat down to uh, write this book, Giddy Up Girl, Why Are You Waiting? It just flowed out of me. I I sat down in mid-July and I had gotten on a a self-love kind of a health program and cleared the cobwebs. Joanne, I sat down on my outdoor patio that overlooks my uh, my pool in in Texas, and I have a big Tuscan table that used to be in the winery. I opened up my MacBook. I started with the title "Giddy Up Girl," why are you waiting? And honey, it just flowed out for me. So my whole purpose for writing this book and also for living my life the way I've been doing it as an entrepreneur and as a as a teacher and a and a coach. Um, and I was a unity minister. It's all about using these experiences that have the ring of truth in them because they are true to help other people and to encourage them. You know, I think that's so important. And like you said, we all go through challenges and different experiences. And Jeannie, those, we may not know it at the time because it could be very arduous and, and and upsetting or whatever, but they help not only shape us as, as they did for you, but help us get stronger and also help us see how we can help other people, which is what you do so beautifully. I love, I, as we were talking earlier before, before the show, and I said, I love the title of this book, Giddy Up Girl, Why Are You Waiting? So, and I haven't heard this, everybody. I want to know how you came up with that title and why. And it fits so beautifully, but, but tell our listeners. Well, 
I am happy to share this story. And, you know, it's like sometimes the most obvious things, Joanne, are not obvious to me. And so I was talking to my co-creator for the Beautiful Network of Women, uh, I mean, uh, Cindy Jordan. And I said, you know, Cindy, I, I really want to write down this collection of stories about my life. I said, but I, I just, I, I can't figure out anything interesting that I can call the book. And she said, you're kidding, right? And I went, no, I'm not kidding. And she's like, what do you say all the time? And I went, I don't know. What do I say? And she said, what do you say all the time? And I went, oh, giddy up, girl. And she went, bingo. So, and of course, you know, I mean, it was so obvious. <laughs> so I, it, it was just hilarious because, uh, you know, she heard it, she knew it. And I was like, well, how did I miss that? And once I had that, it was, it just opened the floodgates. And um, so that's how that whole thing came about. And it just seemed to kind of tickle people's fancy, like with you, I like to, I like to hear that from you. After I wrote this book, after I got the, uh, you know, everything in place, Joanne, then I had hired somebody to do my website and all of that. And she said, well, Giddy Up Girl is already taken, .com, .net. And I went, you're kidding. And she said, no. So anyhow, we called it Giddy Up Girl Book dot com. So that's how people can find giddyupgirlbook.com. But it just seems to be so appropriate because we can sit around and waste time. And I start my book with saying how quickly things can change. And you and I both know this. We can just be rocking along and bam, something changes to rock our world. And so my whole thing is, you know, why are we waiting? What are we waiting for? There's no time like the present, Jillian. You know, I certainly agree with that. And I think, well, you know, when I listen to that title, Jeannie, I mean, I'm already seeing horses. I'm already on a horse. I'm already, like, moving forward with it. And I think that, that that's, that's what people construe when they hear that title, that motion, that movement, that, yeah, let's get moving. So I, it's brilliant because it works. And it, it, it to me, it, bring, it conjures that up in, in our minds. I think, too, as... You said things change so quickly, and why not be the change maker? Why not make those changes that you've been maybe thinking about or talking about or dreaming about and and make them a reality? So how do you do that? Because many people are sitting around and saying, yeah, you know, I wish I could write a book, or I'm thinking of writing a book, or I want to do this, or or maybe take this course, or maybe – how to get how do we get people motivated Jeannie? Well, that is a great question, Joanne, and I'm not sure we can actually motivate people, but we can show them how the process works. Our stories and our words when they are connected with our emotions, they literally create. They create and, you know, we tell these stories over and over and over again. And here's the fallacy. You know, I'm kind of a funny person. And so I would tell stories that were funny, you know, sort of self-deprecating. And when, when they have kind of a funny hook to them, 
people tend to remember them and, and all of that. But it occurred to me that my stories that I kept telling over and over again about, you know, all the things that had gone wrong or whatever, poor little me in so many ways, were creating those <laughs> outcomes. And, you know, at the end of the day, we are deciders. So, you know, one thing that I would tell people, you know, oftentimes we have this story, Joanne, it's like, I would love to, but, well, here's what I say but stands for. Behold the underlying truth. Forget everything that came before that, but here comes my excuse. But here it is. Here's my excuse. <laughs> and I you love know, that. It's, it's, it's the truth. And we, we write this, we're deciders. It's like we write these things, if you can imagine having a whiteboard, and you write down the things that you want. You know, I would love to write a book. I'm, you know, and and even putting it in more uh, current terms, like affirmations, you know. I'm so happy and grateful I have the love of my life. I am so happy that I have a new vehicle. I give thanks for my house. And we write it on this whiteboard. And the mind of God, which is the creator, because we are children of the creator, so we are creators, notices that and says, hey, look what Jeannie's saying. Let's give her more of that. But then my little voice that I've been practicing for so long that doesn't really believe any of this says, well, how's that going to happen? You've never done that before. How's that going to happen? So it's like erasing the whiteboard. And writing all of my doubts on there, you know, I don't know how this is going to happen. I've never had this, yada, yada, yada. Life is not fair. And here's the rub. We leave it up there. And so the mind of God looks at that and goes, oh, look what Jamie's thinking. Let's give her more of that. So it is not punishment and it is not reward. We are participating in the process. So if I could tell anybody anything, Listen to your words, feel the feelings, and get your stories changed. That's what's going to do it. You know, I I totally believe in that, and I teach that too, because I think what we tell ourselves, and it could be over and over again, we are reinforcing that within our, our whole beingness. And it's it's important to take a look because sometimes we're not even aware of what we're telling us, and you know that. And it's so to really spend some time, as you say, to really kind of look at what you're telling yourself and, hey, why not shift it? Hey, that's what you mm-hmm. talk about. And it's so important, yeah. as you say, to do. Now, I want to go a little some of what you're doing beforehand because, again, the strength and and it's so important that people know the challenges, sometimes the stories that we've been through and the courage and the strength it took to be able to move forward despite that. So you had a death of a romantic partner. You you had other challenges. You did so much with... um, in Texas, building a winery and whatever. Tell us a little bit about what those challenges that have. And I just kind of went through that really quickly. But and and how that <laughs> shaped you? Because I want you to do it. How that well, not only shaped you but got you stronger. Because I think that, as you say, when we're telling people our stories, 
it's not it's it's about us but it's it's about helping them feel the faith within themselves it's like wow yeah look I could do that too. I could be strong too. I could get past that too. So you're on. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, and that's. Thank you for for asking that question because I mean this is why I wrote the book, Joanne. Because if I can overcome my own, as we say, I hope I can say this on on air. This is a Texas affirmation. My own bullshit. If I can overcome that, some other people can too. I start off the book with, and it's so interesting because I had uh, an accident on a horse. I was actually in Cape Cod at a wedding, and um, we decided to rent horses the day before I was supposed to fly back to Dallas. And um, the stable hand did not cinch the horse tightly enough, the saddle, and we broke into a gallop, and I flew over the horse's head and broke my back and broke other bones and ended up in the hospital. And I was obviously not going anywhere for the rest of the summer. So then if you fast forward five more years, my fiance, my first husband and I, that we had a child together later, um, we had decided to go camping down in Austin with a bunch of friends and we couldn't find a a good decent camping space because it was a weekend it was friday night we finally found something was on the edge of this cliff it was like yeah this is perfect and i was just dancing around and no i was not drunk i was not high you know i probably wouldn't have gotten hurt if i was but i just danced off the edge of the cliff so i ended up in a body cast again and tore my ear off and broke all the bones in my left wrist and so on. But what I had found out, Joanne, is in between those two accidents is that there was a great deal of satisfaction in being taken care of when I was in a body cast or I was in a back brace or whatever. People had a lot of sympathy to me. So it's kind of like ding, 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 you know, and I began telling this story over and over and over again. And we, my sister and I opened a travel agency and we had a lot of people who went on ski vacations and so on and whatever. And they would come back and go, Oh my gosh, you know, my husband came down the mountain in Vale and broke his leg. And I would wait, you know, and express, I'm so sorry that happened, you know, and I would just be sort of sympathetic about it, but I would wait for the right moment. And then I would go, I know how that is because I've broken my back. (gasps) Oh, you know, all this. And then I would lean in for the kill. I would go twice. Oh, my God. Okay. So I was getting a lot of juice out of that. And But the problem with that, Joanne, is that when we do things like that, we have to pay the price. So my husband and I had had a child. He was a couple years old. I could barely get out of bed. I was hurting all the time. And I realized one day that I was so addicted to my story about telling the story over and over and over again that my body had to keep me in pain Mm. and had to keep me debilitated. So the hardest thing for me to do was to say, I've got to give up this story. Well, 
interestingly, as soon as I, and I started jumping out of bed in the morning, I would just go, and it would be like someone stabbed me. I was like, ah, and I go, okay, that's it, body. No more. We're not having any more pain. But the hardest part, Joanne, was changing my story. And someone would start to tell me something, and I would be, it would be right there on the edge of my lips you know, tell my story. And I mean, literally would sometimes have to like throw my hand over my mouth and go, Oh, I'm so sorry. I got to go now. <laughs> Cause I just couldn't, but changing the story was critical. So, you know, if anyone's listening and you've got your old delicious story, that's what I call ODS old delicious story. It's got all this drama and intrigue and sadness and poor little me People, if you want to change your life, you got to change your story. I love it, and it's so true. So tell our listeners what you changed the story to. I changed the story to, well, first of all, I had to make up my mind that having all of these dire predictions, which the doctors had told me, you're going to be, you know, you're probably going to be in a wheelchair by age 40. You're going to have to have surgery. You're going to have arthritis. And I just went, no, I'm not. You know, thank you for your opinion. I'm not doing that. And then I had to literally change how I presented myself, Joanne. So it was not just the story, but it was my body. I had to put my shoulders back. I had to walk with strength and, and you know, and beauty and um, a, a good posture. And people would say something about, you know, whatever. Didn't you hurt yourself? I'd go, oh, yeah, that was a long time ago. But you know what? I don't have any pain anymore. I just don't. And then we would change the subject. And it's so interesting because over the years that became my truth and I never tell this story anymore, except in cases like this, you know, when we're talking about how to overcome that. When my husband and I opened a winery here in Texas, I don't know if anyone has ever slung cases of wine around. They're heavy. (laughs) They, They really are. And and I was cooking, and we had a I had a five star bistro, and I had ordered these slate trays that we served all of our little charcuterie and all of our stuff on. They were heavy too. My girls and I we would put on you know DVDs and we would dance and sing and all that. Nobody knew that I had ever broken my back, let alone twice. I just didn't tell them, and it became my reality. So we have to like. When you get ready to tell your story, and I tell people this in this book, Giddy Up Girl, Why Are You Waiting? Pay attention. You use the same words over and over and over again. And people go, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. But I want you to pay attention. How do you, what does your face look like? Do you have this smile on your face? Do you have this worried look? Do you lean into it? Do you fold your arms over your chest? You have a posture when you tell these stories. So, Get aware, wake up, and determine what your new story is, and then zip your lip on the other one. It's so important, as you say, to do so because we get stuck in the old story. And as you said, we don't move past it, and it really shapes our reality, not just for today, but for the future too. So I'm glad that you 
giddy-apped up <laughs> and move past that story because I think it, it's it, it's so important. And it's also such a profound lesson for people because we do. We get attached to those stories and to the drama or the trauma or whatever, and it starts to make us not only believe it but get stuck in it and stay in it. Mm. And, and we have so much more to us than that really we do so you are um, but on that note i just i just want to say one thing on that note because you're you're so on target here one of the things that we like to tell our stories about is what we can't do well i can't do that i would love to travel but i can't because whatever and here comes you know the bullshit story and you say well it's not a bullshit story it is the truth well if you say so but i always tell people change can't to the truth, which is, I won't. You can do it. You just choose not to. And very important. Telling the truth. Yeah. Tell the truth. Yeah. And not only that, okay. it, it, we as, as we start believing it, it it becomes so much a part of us. Like like what you were doing, we we get really involved in it, and that becomes our truth un, unless we shift it. And that's why. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is so very important. Now, you've been do you you have so many businesses that you've gone through and 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 successful ones too. So, what's the story about that? Where are these businesses now, and why did you and how did you decide to shift into what you're doing now and helping women and entrepreneurs and and helping people move forward in their lives? Now, we could be generous, Joanne, and just say that I am just so talented and I've just got so much to do. (laughs) I think really the truth of the matter is I get bored very easily. And um, so, you know, my sister and I had a travel agency. I didn't know anything about travel, but I was a great salesperson. She was the travel person. So we just decided that we were going to do this in the 80s. And then when things began to shift and change and People were able to book online. You know, we just sold the agency and moved on. Um, I started a travel consulting business, which I was helping travel business owners open travel agencies. And, you know, I got into broadcast. I worked with major market broadcast, uh, two, two big stations in Dallas. I, I did events and sales. And again, it's just, I think, I don't know if I've got a short attention span, but it's like, I feel this urgency, Joanne, that I got a lot to do. And so when I met my uh, current husband, Joe, and you alluded to the fact that that, uh, I had told you, and it's in my book too, that I had connected with a guy before I met Joe um, and in Dallas through eHarmony and we had talked on the phone and you know for weeks on end and you know my my friends were just so put out with me like you gotta meet this guy I was like we will we will anyhow to make a long story endless the day that we were supposed to meet he got there early he was running up the inside stairs from the parking garage to go to the pub and dropped dead of a heart attack oh wow so yeah and so he was so early that they had already found him and taken his body away. And so I was calling and calling 
And the problem is, and I, this is, you know, it's a little bit hard to admit, but after it was apparent to me that Tom was not going to show up and I didn't know what had happened to him, then I was sitting out on the patio there at the, at the pub having a glass of wine and I thought, oh my God, all my insecurities came up. It was like, oh, he's seen, he's seen me and he thinks I'm ugly and he left. It was like, I mean, where did that come from, right? All my own old insecurities. And then that moved into self-flagellation. What's wrong with me? I think I can have a good relationship. Obviously, I'm not a good judge of character. This guy, you know, anyhow, it's, it's just like, good Lord. I forgot everything that I knew, Joanne, for a whole year practically. I mean, I circled the drain, I screamed, I yelled, I, you know, wept, I pounded my pillow, I called God out, what have I ever done to you, I have helped people all my life, this is not fair, wow, 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 I just, I mean, it was, it was ugly, and finally, the following, this was like in May of 2008, and uh, in January of 2009, about mid-January, I finally just surrendered. And I talked to a woman the other day on my radio program, and she said, surrender encompasses the word end, E-N-D. And I went, oh, that's cool. And I, mm. what I said was, you know, God, I'm just sick to death of this. I'm done. You know, you made me. You know my heart. You know I would love to have the right man in my life. But if it is not so, if it's not meant to be, I'm happy. I have a great life. I have I own a little condo by the lake near downtown Dallas. I drive a foreign car. I have a great son. I've got two grandsons. I've got friends, so on. I started counting my blessings. And then I also did the caveat. I'm not waving the white flag, God. I'm not waving that, but I am surrendered. Well, it turns out, and I think God was showing off, and I had just kept my eHarmony um, thing going. I wasn't using it or doing anything with it, but I just thought, you know, you got to keep a, keep a line in the water to catch a fish. And I get an email one Friday morning from this guy who's from Texas. Turns out he's in Saudi Arabia working on some deals. They had flown over to Beirut, Lebanon. And he contacted me. It was a year to the day that Tom died. Yeah. Let that sink in, right? And when I surrendered, it was that exact weekend, and I didn't know this, that Joe's wife had died and they were doing her memorial services. She had died of pancreatic cancer. And so I could have pushed it. I could have insisted, God, you're going to give me. I, and I could have ended up with someone, but it would not have been Joe because he was not on the market. Amazing story. And, and you know, that, that surrendering, I think to a lot of people it may sound like it's, it's giving up, but it's about letting go. And doing so in a way that also embraces so much more than who we think we are and and who we truly are. I think that's so important. We are getting towards the end, and I want you to tell our listeners 
firstly, all the ways that they can contact you to get this beautiful book, Giddy Up Girl, Why Are You Waiting, and so much more. Okay. Thank you, Joanne. I can't believe these... I swear, you know, when we start talking, time just disappears. So we'll just giddy up on this one. But people can find me on my website, giddyupgirlbook.com. There is also a link there for information about me. There's, uh, there is also a link for my Be Now, which is a beautiful network of women radio shows. Everything is in the archives, and I want to get you on my show in January. We'll set that up a little bit later. Let's get through the holidays here. But they can find me at giddyupgirlbook.com. They can email me at genie at giddyupgirlbook.com. They can also find me, The Beautiful Network of Women, which is a production and a, a group that Cindy Jordan and I put together at the beginning of 2017. And it is beautifulnetworkofwomen.com. We have the most extraordinary people. We are doing, uh, we do weekend workshops, not workshops, but retreats once or twice a year that are Friday through Monday. This last one was in October. And we were down on the Riverwalk in uh, San Antonio. We're going to do that again. But here's the exciting thing. And, Joanne, I don't know if we can make this work or not, but we are going to be doing one-day events for Be Now uh, to introduce women to who we are. Our tagline is Women Advocating Women and Healing the World with Love. So uh, we might be on the East Coast, which would be totally cool. If we could meet up. Well, you let me know because I want to be a part of that and be a part of that. Actually, be on your show too, so we'll figure that out and and be a part of that network because I love and I think it's so important for women to help, well, men to help men too, but women to help women and through love. Love is the defining and the most healing factor that there is. So, what would you like? to leave our listeners with because we just we don't only have women listening although we have a lot of women but but men too who need to change their stories and be able to move forward and help one another give our listeners what you would like them to know and we can go on thank you right and (laughs) and thank you for mentioning the men too because we love our men and, you know, yes, I do. have a husband. We, Joe has two sons. I have one son. We have four grandsons. We don't do girls. And I don't know how that happened, but, you know, we have, <laughs> we have men. <laughs> and we love our men. But um, I just think that it is so important for us to remember that we are not only deciders, but that we are contagious and we are magnetic. We are always infecting the quantum field with our thoughts and our decisions and our words. And we are drawing to us those people and those uh, experiences that mirror where we are in our own consciousness. I have a lot of men and I have uh, even some young um, uh, teenage boys that I coach and have coached in the past. And I, I see the most beautiful things because I think sometimes men get a bum rap 
in this whole, you know, movement now of, you know, sit down and shut up. It's Cindy and I decided early on, Joanne, that we are not in competition with men. We love our men and we honor them. And that said, we honor other women. We are not in competition with other women. We love them. We lift them up. We showcase them. So just remember, whatever you are seeing in your life, men and women alike, it is a mirror of how you think and what you believe about yourself. And you can change it easily. I love it, and I believe in it, and it's so very true. And, you know, as we promote and help one another, whether it's a man or a child or a woman, we are we are also seeding love and transformation into this world and not only into mm. our lives, but into the lives of many. And, Jeannie, you do this so beautifully. You are a gift to so many and such a gift to me. So thank you so much for, for being you. Oh, thank you, Joanne. I received that with an open heart because I know the truth of what you're saying. I know that you and I are walking this path. We have different things that we're doing, but you are bringing your light to your people. I'm bringing my light to to my people. And guess what? I'm receiving it too. So today I received a huge blessing just by being able to talk with you. And I'm so grateful. Thank you. And I'm so grateful for you, too, and for the blessing of sharing this time with you. So thank you, and have a beautiful day, Jeannie. I've already had one, so thank you, Joanne. (laughs) We will talk soon. Yes, we will. Thanks again. So take into account all of those beautiful stories and lessons because they not only represent Jeannie's life, but think about what you can do by changing your story, by looking at where you are stuck, by deciding, like her book says, Giddy App, to get to, like, get moving. Think about where your passions are. Think about what excites you, what you've been dreaming of, and just sitting around thinking, well, maybe next year, maybe in da-da-da. And as Jeannie says so beautifully, the time is now. So get your shift together, as she says, and start moving forward. Help to change your story, yourself, and other people's lives as well. And when you do, you will feel wonderful about it. I know that personally, when I help other people, it's it's a beautiful act. It, it feels good not only to the other people that I'm serving, but also to myself, and and that's important because we're here to help one another, to build one another up, and to be able to shift our world and shift ourselves into something very beautiful and very special. So if you want to get a hold of me, I'll give you the short version. Go to doc, D-O-C, W-H-I-T-E, docwhite.org. You can find other upcoming shows and blogs and all sorts of other things. And remember, we call this show Power Your Life because you, at this moment and yesterday and tomorrow, have the ability to change and to move forward and to empower yourself, even if it's just one step at a time. So take that step and decide right now that you're moving forward, you're going to giddy up, and you're going to be the best version 
of you. Have a beautiful day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the Upbeat Show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.